Yeah. yeah. We we we, wanna, have, we only have conversations that are recorded. Yeah. Do you want to have? Uh, I guess I don't know why. Oh, uh, be, be, before you want to have uh, some ramen after this? Yeah, sure. I'm, after we're done recording, I'm down for some ramen. Sure. I, I, I saw the most amazing thing before I left town today, though. I, uh, Your feet? No, I've, I haven't seen those in a few years, but right. <laughs> and I miss my dick. But uh, I stopped at the McDonald's. Do you remember you said you like you told when we did that thing at the Five and Dime, the two of us? You said uh, it's a huge penis. Like you made, you said. What was it? What was the thing that you said? A anyway, giant hog. I think so. Yeah, it was, it was, it was oh, I think I think you. I think you made someone. You told told that girl. She looked like a pilgrim. I called you a turkey, and then you said you had a big hog. I just the thought of you with a fucking big dangling penis. <laughs> it's hilarious. Just it's just hanging small off this five, five foot three <laughs> fucking lump of cement. Like, <laughs> just just like a, one of those cat clocks with the tail that moves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. oh, what did you see? Actually, the the way that you described that uh, that whole thing, like that. And that that was less a joke and more just like a, a fucking like just assault comment like what's that yeah I'm gonna stuff you <laughs> huh like like I looked at some random woman in the audience and I'm like I'd love to stuff you like a turkey like <laughs> I think you just called her a pilgrim she was this pr- she was like there's something great about just an abomination of a human being just calling a pretty chick just a <laughs> mean thing <laughs> just the last person should no. to be. Sort of. Uh, I get to be the mean girl. Just, just to be, you look like a pilgrim, and you just look like you've. What did I say? You look like you've been Reddit on Reddit all day. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was working out my bets on Reddit before I did that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey guys, what do you think? I bet of this you one? look like a pilgrim. I don't know what you mean. Uh, I work out. <laughs> Let us play uh, modern warfare. I always work out all my uh, material and slash jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh no the thing i saw i went to mcdonald's to get a coffee before i left town just the indian 20 year olds they're like what is he talking about? i don't <laughs> i don't know the, I the, don't where is the pussy coming when is when the pussy? when is the but uh there, there was this kid sitting waiting for i don't know waiting for his parents to come out waiting for guffman uh and just in the stall and he had like a, a fucking suit jacket bolo tie and a cowboy hat <laughs> beautiful like like uh, he he looked like he he's taking the final form. He looked like he freaky Friday with his like oil ex- executive father <laughs> with his oil baron. <laughs> oh, we're coming over here to have ourselves a happy meal. <laughs> I do declare that I would very much like the Superman. Mommy, toy. I just want you. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, you workers are not putting enough hours. Like like if I would have waited long enough, a grown man in like a Pokemon shirt that doesn't fit, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Cheetah Girl's jogging pants or something, <laughs> just sits across from. Can I have the toy, <laughs> Grandpa? No, stop it! You're embarrassing us. Uh, at the kindergarten, they know me as an oil man. <laughs> I've abandoned my boy. I've the, abandoned my dad. I've <laughs> abandoned my boy in the ball pit. I've abandoned him. I drink your McFlurry. I drink it up. You have a juice box, and you have a straw, and I have a straw, but my straw goes across the room to the dress-up center. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought that was pretty amazing. Just a little kid. <laughs> you just laughing fucking, at him. Just you know, he's a NASCAR driver on, on the every other week. You know, <laughs> just relaxing. Well, you know, he's just waiting to to grow up. You know, fi- f- fulfill his final destiny as an as an oil baron. He's uh, he's Benjamin Button- buttoning his life like. <laughs> yeah. That is a, it is very, like, it's around these parts where people, like, I find the, uh, people love the deep south. I can, I feel like a, uh, hillbillies around here have more of a connection to the hillbillies down in, like, Virginia and, like, that kind of, they, they, they couldn't be further from, they're just, or maybe mo- they have, they do have a lot in common, just, I think. In their minds, they've moved the Mason-Dixon line up to Queens County. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the yeah. South shall rise again and move a few thousand miles north. Which South are you talking about, dude? Are we talking about Minto? LaPro. LaPro. <laughs> Which South do you mean? You don't You don't remember the rural New Brunswick Civil War? <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. everywhere versus Fredericton. So I'm reading that book that uh, that's that uh, I picked up this book from the library, and uh, in this part, the, he's talking about the or she is rather Nancy Eisenberg. She's talking about the term cracker, and apparently the cracker part is uh, comes from sort of crackheaded, is a slur that the English used to use for the for the for the lowly classes who they thought were idle. So when someone was considered crazy or crackheaded, they were the worst form of illness was to be idle, apparently. Okay. Just like basically what I do when I'm not at work. Just yeah. Someone would see me sitting there playing uh, fucking Pokemon Go on the couch and they'd be like, what a cracker. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The box of fucking Cocoa Pebbles in front of me. Just. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Star Wars cartoon show on the TV. <laughs> what a goddamn crack. <laughs> what a, I find that offensive. What a crack. Excuse me? What did you just call me? <laughs> um, at, at, like at that point, me just fucking twiddling on my phone makes me three-fifths of a person. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. It's crazy. But um, So you were out late last night. Oh, yeah. Gallivanting. And celebrating my moderate success. What do you mean? Oh, we, uh, the movie premiere was last night. What do you mean moderate? But no, I I know what the movie premiere was. The movie premiere. Everyone's yeah. like, which movie premiere is he? <laughs> is <laughs> he <laughs> in the next? All, uh, all twelve people. Star. Is she in the next Star Wars one? Is he? Which one is he in? I'm I'm the new Captain Marvel. Yeah. The <laughs> That's why I got this they haircut. Needed, they needed trans representation <laughs> anyway. Trans fat representation anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a the premiere for... Uh, for the Hard Times movie. Yeah. yeah. So you went out gallivanting. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we went down to uh, the Five and Dime afterwards where there was supposed to be a... Uh, a what a fucking party. amazing place for you guys to end up. For a, a movie about just retarded poor people to end up at a oh. at a, like a hipster bar dude if you would have if you were actually been there and seen what had happened cuz they double booked they had a christmas party for uh, 
So Maybe they double booked. Like you could just walk in, isn't it? It's just a bar. Well, uh, Matt had it booked out for a private event. Oh, Somebody I see. Somebody else had it booked out for a Christmas party at the same time, and uh, basically Amazing. every fucking bumpkin, like basically <laughs> people, f- people from the movie who look like characters from the movie. <laughs> Just walking into like an I, Irving Christmas party. I just, I just imagine, just a guy in overalls and carrying a banjo, maybe. <laughs> well, Bundy was behind me when I walked in. Yeah. So. And you know what Bundy looks like? This, this giant bearded man of the woods. Yeah. He he plays uh he plays a cannibal in the movie, which really doesn't seem that far off to yeah. what he actually does out there. But uh, yeah, we we just just eating in. a pepperoni stick, maybe just chomping on one, just like politely walking past, like excuse me, excuse me, three piece suits and like you know party dresses and stuff like that. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> this place where we're like buying eight dollar beers. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, had, they had a buffet. Oh, set give me, up give me, give me one of them. Uh, uh, hey, sweetie, give me one, give one of them uh, fancy beers there. Put uh, the fruit juice in them. The one in the fruit <laughs> juice one. Uh, the, what do they call there? Excuse me, can I get an Alpine? Yes, that'll be twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> give me a uh, Hadler. Hadler. What? Uh, what do you call them? There, Hadler, the fancy one, the German one. What's one of them beers that all them queers drink? They, what got the grapefruit? So this is what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, the grapefruit. Ah, the sweet one there. I sure do like uh, all the fancy records. Uh, after the Hall of Notes, can you play a little Travis Tritt? What mm. are you thinking there? Yeah. Can Can you play? I feel like a woman. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I play that to express the things that I that cannot are, express. That hide deep within me. You know, I caught my dad singing that once. Uh, Oh, dude, I sing that in the in the grocery aisle once in a while, you know, and then they're walking around the superstore. I bet that felt liberating. Feel like a woman, yeah. <laughs> Just holding up like mangoes going, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing? Stop making a full eye contact with the Superstore employee, please. Just some guy just, named Dave just mopping the floors. Yeah. Mm, I'd bite my lower lip. Mm. You, you do that thing with your finger to get him to come hither? Just yeah, and then the whole... In my head, like, the whole... The, the whole the whole store breaks out into song, and I'm in the center of it. When really... Um, uh, it's just like two or three other employees trying to ask, politely ask you to leave without making a scene. And so please, <laughs> stop fondling those mangoes and looking suggestively at the, at uh, at Jen. Sir, I'm I'm sure Sobeys will have uh, musical mangoes that will better fit your needs. Yeah, that's what like <laughs> when I watched that Bikram documentary on Netflix. Like when he. When the guy, when the story comes up about about the Bikram, he he calls the the women into his uh, into his hotel rooms and starts singing to them. I was like, this guy thinks he's living in a Hindi movie of his own imagining. <laughs> like he thinks by singing to them, they'll be automatically like they're. He's like a snake charmer. Immediately, they'll be just like, oh, wow. Look at this beautiful voice of this man. With <laughs> He looks like, uh, what is it? John described him as, he, he looks like an Indian Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> He's, uh, line. He is the perfect avatar for everything that I've learned about Indian people from you. I mean, the, 
<laughs> he is not doing well for Indian stereotypes at all. Just this guy in a speedo, <laughs> sitting like on a stage above everyone else with his own personal air conditioner. Yeah, while everyone just calling women fat. <laughs> Well, you you cannot touch the ground. That, that is because you eat too many cheeseburgers, you fat bitch. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yup, I'm fat." And he's like, every, "Everyone thinks he's deep, like as though he's like telling it like it is." But he's just a fucking he's, deranged person. He's retarded. Like, <laughs> yeah. when, when he's in court, he's, he's trying to explain where the cars came from. They they do not belong to me, uh, gov- <laughs> Governor Jerry Brown, and uh, uh, who supplied them, Jerry Brown. He's like, um. Uh, it was it was a man named uh, Bailiff Gavel. <laughs> <laughs> He's just improving the whole thing. <laughs> My favorite part of those court hearings it are was a man named Juror Number Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're just reading out the names of the people who are in the room. <laughs> no, you are you are you are reading it out. How how dare you? You can you can go and fuck it. You, you can fuck it. <laughs> you can fuck it now. I do not have these women. Do not need to have the sex with these women. They are giving. They, I don't rape. They are they are, they'll be lucky to have one drop of my sim. I said, a, dude, a, a million why? women around the block. I, I I take my pick. Oh man. Meanwhile, his wife's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His, I mean, the most amazing part of all of the deposition, uh, and I think this is supposed to be terrifying. I don't know whether it's supposed to be terrifying or not, yeah. because he's so ridiculous looking. It's hard to be terrified of someone who looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but he... Bald, like, top head, mullet. Yeah, why did he go with the long hair and the bald head at the same time? Look, that is a man desperately trying to hold on to his masculinity. That's the... Back in the day, like, he was, you know, he he looked all right. That's my future looking like that fucking guy. (laughs) I can't Fucking bald head. I fucking... The the further back that hairline recedes. Yeah. As soon as it goes to just, like, full Picard hair, I'm going to buy you a Rolex. (laughs) (laughs) Um... My favorite part of the deposition hearings was when she says, and I was like, I don't even understand why is he, like he must be just retarded because he's in the court hearing. She asks him, what is it that, remember the four things that you said you hated? And he says, cold weather, cold food, cold cold hearts. And he goes, waits for a beat and cold pussy. You couldn't lie. Like, you couldn't just... <laughs> did you have to add the cold pussy? All right. Uh, well, so you can't accuse him of uh, wanting to fuck corpses, I guess. <laughs> she, and yeah, like, the uh, the prosecutor's like, damn. Damn, we had him. <laughs> There's no way we don't have him. He still got out of it somehow. He doesn't like cold pussy. Like, why would, why would he even say that? It's- I, I also love that he learned how to protect himself in court by just watching Scorsese movies. Just to... Uh, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. <laughs> so, are you from India? I plead the fifth. <laughs> nope, nothing suspicious about that. Sir, what color pen am I holding? I, I plead the I, fifth. I reserve my right to plead. But the then, fifth. like when he when he's asked like about the things he hates, he's like cold pussy. Like, oh, like he couldn't <laughs> lie at that moment. Maybe that's the he's time. He's in to a plead court. He's. A- <laughs> He's trying to do material at the court. Like, which? Where does this work? I tell you, like, based on my reaction, he was killing. Like, damn, dude. <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, the great immigrant story of wanting to come <laughs> over here 
and just fuck everyone. Uh, just fuck anything. Then, then they go back to uh, uh, one of the guys he studied with under his guru, and he's like, "Yeah, no, he just he just fucking grabbed one of the booklets and just did that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got this booklet printed on like paper to Xerox. It's a pamphlet, <laughs> literally things that you would be handed at at a railway station in India. <laughs> And he's like, "This is my this is, secret I, of I, I, I create this. Uh, this is my twenty-six steps. This is Bikram Yoga. This is one hundred years of knowledge." It's he's just like, like the Indian version of yoga for dummies. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and he just found it. He's like, "This is mine." <laughs> uh, like you know, it's a shame that people were raped, but there's something about seeing rich idiots. It's a shame raped. that people were raped. <laughs> <laughs> what a brilliant concession. I, I, <laughs> I just had to put that out there. <laughs> Thank you. Before well, I compare Bikram to the fucking fire festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not. I mean, it, it, the fire, the the yoga was itself was not the the problem. I think it was everything else that <laughs> was, was the horned problem. up Indian idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Horned up Indian idiot. And, then, uh, and he stole some like he would rape someone. They would feel horrified, disgusted, transformed. That's for my life. Tinder profile name, by the way. Horned and, up Indian idiot. And well, yeah, it fits. Yeah. But and but after after like changing a woman's life for the worse, just destroying her on the inside, she kisses him on the head and goes good night. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Maybe you massage my dick. <laughs> God damn! What a fucking. After watching the same fucking Indian musical every night. Yeah, that's all that he's doing. He's like, one second. If I sing to this lady, <laughs> you are not alone. You are in my heart. And they're like, in his head, they you know, they would just become like a cartoon wolf. You know, they could yeah. hearts in oh. their eyes. <laughs> Like, like he thinks he's uh, up there. Like Cupid's arrow would sort of immediately hit them, and you know. Like he thinks he's uh, on stage at Madison Square Garden, but really he's just doing karaoke at the Arbor. He, he <laughs> with no music, he's just singing. He's just looking deep into their eyes, just looking at Indians, you know, a psycho Indian gl- glare, and be like, "You are in my heart." <laughs> I like. Meanwhile, they I have like to your pretty sweater. <laughs> I pick flower for you from outside. Old Indian man in a speedo that they have to like tiny Indian man in a speedo. They like. Do you think if he if he ever tried that outside the context of a yoga studio, like like if instead of being a yoga instructor, he was still the same guy, but he just hung out at bus stations? <laughs> well, I think. <laughs> well, in his head, I think what happened is that he sort of came to America at a sa- at a time when maybe the sort of. Like the sixties were winding down, and there was a sort of fascination with the Eastern culture and Eastern ways, and and maybe he got maybe his his idea of culture sort of got locked in that time period, you know. Like he just watched, <laughs> maybe he just watched footage of Woodstock and you know just ladies just like fucking with their titties out rolling around in mud. Yeah, He's like, I, I, I can watching this. <laughs> You know, maybe if I just saw footage of Ravi Shankar at Woodstock and they're all like ladies just sort of swaying with their big fat memories. (laughs) No, I sound like an Indian. Like maybe if I trap them in a literal oven and then I just build like a little stage full of pillows with an air conditioner with two hoses duct taped to it. (laughs) So only I may be cool. 
Damn. Maybe, maybe man. if I stand on women when they're at their like physical weakest. <laughs> God. But I mean, it's hard to you I think like it's interesting that they were also conflicted about it as well. Like the women were conflicted about it as well that they yeah. or at least a bunch of them were conflicted about how Yeah, well they like, they, they changed his like his the way I get I don't know. I've never done Bikram yoga or anything like that, but clearly some sort of lifestyle change changed the way they think about themselves. Yeah, this so. uh this pamphlet really like you know fixed their backs and neat bad knees like like the, like that one guy, uh, the trainer. He's like, at first I was like, "How dare you, Sarah? Yeah, how dare you do this to Vikram?" But then I was like, "Oh my God, she was raped." Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, my bad. <laughs> but then I was like, "How dare Whoopsie. you tell people about how you got raped, Sarah?" Yeah. Um, it isn't. <laughs> but you know the strange thing about like watching that documentary is like, oh, I, I can get, I understand. Like his ideas about what it would mean, like w- how to get into, you know, uh, people's women's pants is, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a cultural thing, but it's like he's operating on pure aid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he found a way to put like the one skill that he learned to use. I am going to show you how to move your body. <laughs> And then a bunch of like rich uh, Californian white women are like, "Oh hell yes, yeah." He's from India. He know he knows how to bend backwards so you can touch your hands on your toes. Like, yeah, made me forget about my la- my ex boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is a, it is a he is a very strange. I don't know. It's a strange encounter with uh, a particular kind of India. Like he has, like everything about him was a lie. Yeah. Yeah, the, he's such a circus freak. Like he, he had he's like, like I am five time yoga champion, and then the, the other guys like we we there was no we yoga don't have yoga championships. There was definitely no. I, I wear a black belt in yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, the story is also crazy. Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah the, the, the things he used to say. Like they compared him to like folk heroes from India. He's like, yeah, one time I battled a giant tiger with my yoga. <laughs> Brought back the hidden chalice of Kalima. <laughs> yeah, what? I, I don't. Are you sure? Because that feels familiar. No, 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 no. Maybe I tell you truth if you rub my dick. Yeah. He, he's like, what was the story that he said that uh, he won the championship and I was going weightlifting, weightlifting, number one weightlifting in Olympic, <laughs> and then uh, doing weightlifting and 500 pound dumbbell break my foot. And then I go to yoga instructor and... Uh, grow new foot. He grow new foot. <laughs> Number one champion. <laughs> Number one champion. And USA then I go okay. to... <laughs> I go to President Nixon. Uh, yeah, he he fix, fix Nixon. I, uh, whatever happened with Watergate, I fix it. <laughs> and President Nixon give me citizenship immediately. Man, it's too bad Nixon was dead. It'd be great to see him go, Oh, I, I never met the man. I... <laughs> I'm no crook. I have never done you. Well, my back's been fine. Yeah. I, I watch. I walk with a hump That's on purpose. Good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was a fun documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, the fact that he's still. He just goes to now. He's in Spain. <laughs> he's just doing it to Spanish women. Yeah, in Mexico. Before that. Mm-hmm. 
and like they, they try to confront him. Uh, they, although they, the way they describe it, they make it seem more dangerous than it was. They're like, uh, we tried to confront him in Indian. He threatened us, and it's just him going, "Fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> go, you the, go the fuck, go you, fuck, you are a bitch, you, you go are fuck, bitch you go fuck, bitch, bastard." <laughs> yeah, like, well, he, he was crazy. He could have assaulted us. Wow, it's just his five foot two, <laughs> little Indian, Indian man, still wearing a speedo Indian and a man, Rolex. Yeah. But Man, yeah. I, I hope Netflix continues to make movies about like rich idiots falling for fucking horrible things. <laughs> did you see the Fire Festival documentary? I did. Yeah. The, my my favorite part about it. I, I only there are two. I only watched the one on Netflix. Yeah, so that, that's the, the one I'm talking about. That's the one I saw too. But my favorite part of it is Ja Rule's the only one that didn't know that it was a scam. <laughs> like he's in a room full of people who were like, "Oh fuck, we're gonna get caught," and he's like, "What happened out there? Oh, what happened?" <laughs> That was gonna be that was gonna be fire. That was my festival. Yeah, it is an odd. Uh, hang on one second. One second. Damn. My daughter just called to troll me. <laughs> Damn. She's like, "Hey, Dad, listen to this," and just blast full on like Billie Eilish or whatever. No, she's just putting on that Mariah Carey freaking Christmas song. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's the worst part of Christmas is Mariah Carey just being relevant for like a, like a month and a half. She was pretty hot, man, when she sang that song. Oh yeah, big, big naturals, you know. Yeah, that little, was hot, Mariah Carey. Well, less so now. I I'd actually, hate I I can't remember the last time I saw Mariah Carey. I know, I'd probably hate her. I'm sure she's. Uh, oh yeah, I, I wouldn't. I'm, like I'm 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 not gonna say no to Mariah Carey. <laughs> I'm not. Um, that, I'm not in that position. Oh, excuse me. No. Sorry, bitch. Um, yeah. Damn. You go back. You go back to Nick Cannon. He's well beneath where I am. <laughs> yeah. What else happened this week? Oh yeah, that was a fun set that we did at the the Five and Dime there. Hell yeah. The two of us. Um. Made a made a blonde girl hate you. Oh yeah, that comic. I don't know. Um, just up there, just uh, listing off her accomplishments, and you're like, I, and then uh, in the middle of it, you turn to me and you're like, "What's her last name? Like, uh, what what brand of toilet paper does that rhyme with?" <laughs> it was Downy, so I went with. It wasn't even a good joke. I just said two ply. It's like a, it's not even a, it's not even clever. It's just it's too bad her name wasn't like Charmaine or something. You could have <laughs> went the Charmin route. Yeah, Pe- people. Is Downy a toilet paper? It's the quicker picker upper, actually. Now that I think it's it's paper towel. Oh shit! But at the same time, there are people out there that probably wipe their asses with paper towel. Yeah. Oh damn! I could have made a joke. F- uh, I mean, the worst part about my joke was that it le- there was no joke. All I just said was "Go back to where you came from." This <laughs> literally. I bet that felt nothing. empowering, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at her face while, as it came out of my mouth, I said, as it was coming out, I said, this is not even how I actually, how I actually feel or my actual thoughts are. This is just a horrible thing that I'm like, just Go back where you I, came from. She's like, Jemsek? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Um, I, I don't think she was even actually mad at you. Like, granted, I didn't see this particular encounter, so I can't really pick it apart. But, no, she hates me. Yeah. But viewed from your lens, like I, I'm, I'm certain it's not as bad as you think it was. Anyway, 
Anyway, it was a fun set. I mean, she probably just hates you because you're Indian. Ah, that's more yeah. uh, more appropriate. She, she just saw the Bikram documentary earlier. earlier that she, it reminds her of her the last yoga class she went to. Yeah. She just got up there and sang to her. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I do. I go, to, in a party dress. I go to all yoga classes, sit cross-legged <laughs> at the back, and then just smile. Yes. Namaste. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> I like to I like to show up at yoga classes just to slowly eat a Big Mac at the back <laughs> on a bench. Don't you? Feel, <laughs> I was like the people were. I I like the idea that the one of the news reporters is trying to shame him by saying, you know, because you think of an Indian some sort of sage as an ascetic and who's sort of, you know, yeah, not interested in worldly possession. And she started sh- in his. He's so stupid. Like he think she says, don't, aren't you worried about? People considering Bikram Yoga the McDonald's of of yoga. He's like, I love McDonald's. What is wrong with McDonald's? McDonald's is great all the time. He's like, no, <laughs> no understanding that he's not supposed to be just this money grubbing, openly money grubbing. <laughs> freaking Yeah, there, there. I don't think there's a like a <laughs> per, like a photograph taken professionally of him where he's not next to like a Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> Look like at that. this huge car. He's <laughs> just like just him and his wife standing on opposite sides of a Rolls Royce just smiling at each other. How is even a Rolls Royce? Like a Rolls like that's like that is an old that, that that's a sign of old English money. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that, a that, sort of a very English idea of well, That's where it came from. He probably watched like Dr. No and he's like, "I want that I want that. Le- That's where he got the speedo from. Like yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I will look hard in this. They will all look at my beautiful body. I am the English, or I am the Indian Sean Connery. Yeah. And he's just like slapping asses, man talk. Like, Damn. I wonder whether, like, whether his act, whether his whole shtick actually worked on anyone. Well, it, it wasn't the hypnotic effect of the fucking bullshit Bollywood movie he just watched every night when he <laughs> called people up to his hotel. You are in my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Please to be having sex with me. Uh, uh, he's just making up garbage, by the way. The songs that he's singing, he's just making them up. Like, there's yeah. no Indian song that... He's like, there, yeah. there is a red door at the back of the room. <laughs> yeah. It leads to where they keep the mats and chairs. Yeah. Uh, how how much better would it be if instead of like some old Bollywood movies, just uh, getting people to come up and watch the party with Peter Sellers? <laughs> <laughs> this is very offensive to my people. I don't know what he is doing. He's not having to be short circuit too. <laughs> <laughs> He's not to be having sex with anybody. Well, you see what they did to me. You see what they did to us. Now suck my dick. <laughs> excuse me. And excuse me. Input. It's just this hard California blood. <laughs> It's like I just love the, just the hue. Just he's like obvious. Obviously, this hot, beautiful blonde lady will want to have sex with this decrepit fifty-year-old <laughs> Indian midget. Um, anyway, fuck. That was uh, he was interesting, or at least uh, you know, just uh, every immigrant's dream. You know, just uh, fulfilling the Indian promise yeah, that's, that's of coming really to a stra- like- being a stranger in a strange land, and then. Just dumping his seed in the first sort of, uh, you know, a sunset beach blonde. That's that's the promise of America. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they're coming over to Ellis Island and that's right. Dreaming, <laughs> yeah. the dreaming. first dumb blonde they can drop a load into. Yeah. <laughs> what a nut job. 
Um, so I'm going to start a small uh, family convenience store. It's going to last for generations. We're going to thrive. And then eventually I'm going to see some uh, blonde in yoga pants. And I'm just going to bend her over. His the, shit. I'm going to bend her over uh, the ice cream freezer and give her what for. Like What for? <laughs> yeah. They're still, you know, that, that English uh, colonial. Yeah. <laughs> give her the old what's it. Uh, as they say in the old country. <laughs> give her yes. the old tip and tickle. Mm, the old uh, feather and, uh, and quill, duster. if you knew what I mean. Yes. It doesn't even make any sense. But at this the old point. top hat on the old oak tree, as they say. Uh, chip top. <laughs> yes. Yeah, give her the old Rolls Royce, the shiny rolls. If you wrap the watch around the ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Grandpa? Um, I'm talking about tying a stick to your tea. Like I don't know, Grandpa. <laughs> um, what else should we do? Oh, we watch the Irishman. Yeah. What do you think about it? Uh, is it okay? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, three hour movie. That uh, three that and a half aging. Because uh, I, I watched it again. Uh, you watched it again. Yeah, like uh, more in bits and pieces because I just wanted to. You watch it like a TV show. Well, you watch it like you're watching. Uh, you just encountering gifs. Well, I, well, gifs. I, well, I'd already I'd already seen it the once, and uh, like I wanted to fit it in the time that I had. But the like, the the thing that I noticed when I was watching it the second time. Uh, just something about uh, Robert De Niro's eyes with the de aging effects just makes him look like like he's fucking possessed or something like that. Because his eyes are extra blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like l- like glowing almost. Yeah, there are certain points in that where it's yeah. Um, no, it's okay. I mean, fucking Pacino, man. Holy watching shit. De Niro and Pacino on. I mean, the my favorite scene was them arguing about. Uh, what was it when Pacino has this great sp- scenery tuning? You make me look like an asshole! <laughs> you know? He's and like, he's just screaming, yelling at them, and then... He's like, I'm surrounded by... I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to jail. <laughs> you motherfuckers! <laughs> and then just De Niro just gets up and gets his coat, and he's on the way out, and he's like, where, where are you going? You, you call me a motherfucker. You didn't have to call me a motherfucker. You didn't have to do that. You didn't <laughs> have to do that. I'm not talking about you. Why are you calling me I'm that? I'm not talking about you. You could talk to no. them like that. You can't talk to me like that. No, I'm not talking about you. I didn't you. even come, see you. Come back in. <laughs> I didn't see you at the back of the room this there when I called you in. Great fucking odd couple between the two of them it's uh, fantastic I, I think i think the best scene in the entire movie aside from every time he got ice cream in front of him <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when uh when he's meeting with uh that guy the uh the mob boss you said you people to uh, oh um, yeah 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 and uh, he's like uh, I'm, I'm waiting for my apology tony pro tony pro yeah your apology what, what you know that guy played Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire. That, that I knew it. Like I, I, yeah. I couldn't place him. It's been a while since I've seen him. You know he's English. Movie. That guy. He looks English. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he like, he was in that. Uh, remember that show? I think I mentioned it to you. It was called the the Remembrances or the Testaments. It was uh, like about this English dad who was separated from his son. It was like a TV show I'd sent you. Yeah. It was yeah, it's him. Anyway, <laughs> where to bring cool the side? Yeah, that's, yeah. In case you're keeping notes, yeah. Anyway. Oh, he uh, he he looks like someone that would be like, you mean more like Boris the sneaky fucking Russian? 
Yeah. Or something like that. Like, I, I think he must have been in a Guy Ritchie movie as well, too, but... Possibly. But he, he goes for the sit-down with Pacino. He's, like, he's oh. in a movie called This Is England. I don't know. <laughs> what's, that, what's that about? It's really funny. It's a, the mo- anyway, it's about, like, punks in 1970. Oh, actually... The, 70s punks. I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah. That sounds great. But uh, he, he sits down, he's like, I'm waiting for my apology. What What apology? You you were you were late. I don't wait for anyone longer than ten minutes. I think you wait fifteen minutes. Anyways, he's like, I, I want you to apologize for saying you people. He's like, I'll apologize for saying you people. When you apologize for being for being ten minutes late, you wop cocksucker. You wop you greasy <laughs> wop cocksucker. <laughs> so great. Damn. No, it was uh, yeah, it was. Uh it was a great, a lot of fun. Uh, you see people uh, getting all hot and bothered uh, about uh, Anna Paquin's character not having enough lines. They were horny because they... <laughs> yeah, actually, that's the wrong descriptor for that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it when yeah, she doesn't talk. Yeah, don't even have more lines. I, yeah. can't, I can't wait to go home and just uh, just jerk off to the part where she just completely uh, emotionally separates from her father. Like Yeah. No, she. Uh, uh, that's the whole. I mean, the she's kind of the anchor yeah, of the whole movie. It's the yeah, it's, it's it's she about relationships. Have. It's about uh, his relationship with Pacino, his relationship with Pesci, and his relationship with his daughter. Yeah, but she's sort of like that's the the wordless relationship is the re, is the whole yeah, the, the whole, whole tragedy of the, of the movie is hinges on the fact that she, their relationship turns wordless after a while yeah like like i'm, I'm not sure what it version of the movie they want like they're like it's a shame they removed the subplot where she becomes the first trans president of the united <laughs> states like. uh you know uh they wanted anna paquin to just become uh turn into captain marvel at that point you know just just get up and like in front of her father and all of a sudden her hands and feet turn to fire and she's like i i still remember the time you beat up that greengrocer in front of me for pushing me you ruined my life dad and now i'm cutting you out that's a great scene and he looks it's a, if you watch it again he looks uncomfortable <laughs> hitting that guy like he he stumbles a little bit before kicking the guy in the face do you remember yeah yeah like he he, he had that going throughout like he felt like a real guy like when he was uh when he was describing shooting the germans in the trench and he's like yeah and he's stumbling over his lines it's like i i, I couldn't understand what I, where, when uh i couldn't understand why they would keep digging like they thought uh they did a good enough job i just the guy with the gun would let him go yeah <laughs> so i looked it up i guess he's uh so the way they found out is that this guy uh frank sheeran uh in the doc in the doc that i watched was he it was some it was a literal deathbed confession to his own lawyer so the guy who wrote the book is his lawyer was frank sheeran's lawyer really yeah, I thought there was. Uh, well, maybe his lawyer went to Nicholas Pileggi and got him to do the the legwork. But isn't Nicholas Pileggi uh, the actual the guy that wrote uh, the Goodfellas book? He was in the credits. No, the guy. The movie is taken from the book. Right. Yeah, but I I thought maybe Nicholas Pileggi had written the book as well too. No, I saw his name in the credits. But oh, maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know who the name of the the, the guy is, but. That's the the lawyers who wrote the book. I heard you paint houses. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so that's that's because I don't because a lot of people are like I don't know whether that's the real is this the real story? What's the? 
So that, um, like, instead of showing him on his deathbed, like him talking to the viewer in the waiting room of the old folks' home, that's essentially him confessing to his lawyer before he passes away. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So that's what the. Oh, it's a, it's a, I, I, it's a shame that we that I uh, that we only got to watch it at the on TV rather than yeah, that should have been a theater. Day. Like I. But it's okay. I mean, at least everyone gets got to watch. At least it got more. Netflix were the only ones who were going to make it, right? Yeah. For the kind of budget that they needed and the kind of technology, they no one else was going to make it. So that's a that's I'd a say. goddamn shame too, man. Like, uh, like that that type of movie is just completely removed almost from theaters due to like the way that like big tentpole releases now just occupy the entire year, like. Used to be like uh, summertime was when that was con- like confined to when you had like the big superhero movies or whatever, and, and you know that was great. In the summer, you get to turn off your brain a little bit, but now it's all the goddamn time. Yeah, I mean that's just what people they you can't at some level you can't. It's two things you can't help the studios for making things that people or that people don't want will want to watch. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not always the case that you just want to watch the same superhero sort of regurgitation well, people burn over out and over it. again. Fuck, I'm starting to burn out on it. Like, uh, this new Star Wars movie is coming out. I don't even, I don't even know if I'm going to see it in theaters. I don't know if I care. Like, yeah. Especially where I got Disney Plus now. Like, eventually it's all going to end up there. I could just watch it at home. But I think that that's the whole point of watching it in the theater is the whole point, right? Yeah, Isn't it? but I don't know. I, I that's not the kind of movie I want to see in the theater anymore. I feel like like I I want to see fucking I want I want to see more movies like The Irishman or like Heat or you know like adult dramas. It's interesting. Like I, I'm kind of bummed I didn't get a chance to I didn't get back in time to see Ford versus Ferrari. Is it gone now? Um, maybe it's still there. Uh, if it is, I'll, I'll go see it. I got a free. I mean, uh, that is very it, account. So. It, I have to say, you know, Ford was a very great movie. It is a fun movie. It's not to the level. It's a very fun sort of like popcorn style yeah. adult movie. It's not. If you could make a comic book movie and put it in the guise of a like an adult drama, that's what. Ford versus Ferrari is okay. It's not quite comic booky because, like, I mean, there are certain points where it's so so broad and Christian Bale. I mean, I love the movie, but like Christian Bale, he they make him so ridiculously English. He's driving past his opponent and he's like, "Hello, hello, hello! What's all this then? Time for a cuppa!" He's just, just like digging with like a tea, teacup on a saucer, going, "Hello, like mind a, the gap." And like, they gave he, he sound like they gave him real sort of fucking chimney sweep lines, like, <laughs> "Hello, what's all this then?" And uh, be a lot better than move out of the way. Yeah, a little bit to the left. Matt Damon is also sort of broad and as a big Texan but I like him I, I, yeah. I, I like Matt Damon and anything that uh, he does but I guess the way the way the <laughs> theaters are now like that that feels more in, in line with like something that they put out around Oscar season even though it's not no it's not like an Oscar bit it's too broad to be an Oscar I mean there are what there's one point in the movie where you know you have Enzo Ferrari you know going back and forth with uh 
the whatever the chairman of Ford is at the time, and they have him his it what he's saying in Italian as subtitles, and then at race time. the italians start losing and they just like up and there's no subtitles so they just look like angry <laughs> italian people It's hilarious he just turns them they're into sort of stupid like, stereotypes somehow in the stands there's like a deli in the background <laughs> they're all hanging out in front of <laughs> yeah <laughs> they all got like gold bracelets and shit it is pretty broad but i mean i i i i enjoyed it for how broad it was i mean i get, i don't know i i just enjoyed the experience of uh, of watching it i mean the car scenes are are all a lot of fun and watching matt damon and christian bale on screen is great and to see physical stunts like physical stunt work working cars in this day and age well they don't yeah they're using all actual cars that's, and they're that's all that's great yeah there's none of it is cgi or anything like that so they you know all of the driving is I don't know whether he's not I don't think it's obviously not Christian Bale doing all of the driving but yeah it, that is all sort of in camera all of the effects are all in camera they're not and uh, like I find myself or it like, looks like that anyway combing Netflix for that kind of movie too like I'm craving it almost like I, on on the weekend uh, or over the week on Thursday I, I watched uh, that movie Hostels uh, oh yeah the Christian Bale with uh, um, The original Green Rosamund Book. Rosamund Pike, I think, is in the in the movie. What? The original Green Book. The original Green Book. <laughs> yes. So he starts out and he's like, "I think they're all savages, and I think they should die." Yeah. And by the end of it, he's like, "How dare you disrespect the grave of my friend Chief Yellow Horse?" <laughs> <laughs> His name isn't even Yellow Horse. You just fucking made up. <laughs> Yes. Like, How like, dare you respect my the the grave of my my friend Chief uh, <laughs> Feathers? Chief uh, dances uh, with casinos. Feathers, <laughs> yeah, dances uh, huffing gas in the parking lot. Chief <laughs> sniffing <laughs> blue. Uh, yeah. Chief. <laughs> What's his name again? I don't he, think you got the point of the he movie. He drank right. many purels. That's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That But, uh, is, like, uh, there was a naughty opinions of anyone. <laughs> But the uh, the movie opens to like well, like two of the characters. Like first, you see Rosamund Pike's entire family just get fucking yeah, shot in front of her. Like her children just getting shot in the back of the head, and she's carrying around that dead baby. Yeah. And then uh, cut to Christian Bale just casually eating like an orange while uh, someone's just dragging an Indian around on the back of his horse. Yeah. So it's like the eighteen seventies. It's the Indian Wars, right? Like yeah. It's after it's after the Civil War, I think, and they're building. If I remember correctly, it's they're they're getting rid of all of the the reservations because they have to build the railroad through them. If I remember correctly, Trail of Tears, right? or was that after Trail of Tears? I don't know. I don't know when's the tra- what's the Trail of Tears? It's uh, when, oh right, right, right. No, I think it's. Yeah, that that it's in the same period, I think, right? It, like it's between eighteen seventy-five to eighteen. Well, they mentioned his the character was in some sort of big battle. Like I, I don't that's, know if he was with Custer or not, but uh, yeah, that's 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 the Civil War, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's in there with Custer already, anyway. But no, it was a fun movie. That hostiles, yeah, yeah. It was uh, fuck. Christian Bale's got a big, stupid-looking mustache. <laughs> just batman with a fucking handlebar mustache yeah the, the guy from shaft the villain for Sh- remember fucking shaft like that 1999 no. samuel jackson vaguely I've, i've watched it i don't remember it very well but what's up it's like uh christian bale sitting at the back of a whiskey club just <laughs> fucking smarming it up just patrick batemaning yeah <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How dare you people <laughs> come in here and order a whiskey? <laughs> whiskey. Um, Samuel Jackson shoots him in the face. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, and we're... Uh, damn. I have no main material prepared for our show tonight. No, that's good going in that way. We go in blind. We make fun of people. uh, And actually, that was the better part of the bit when we were just riffing on uh, people that were before us and people in the audience. Well, it feels like I feel like I'm cheating a little bit, not having not doing material, you know, like not preparing something. Not working on material or something like that. I don't know. I'm always sort of in between sort of I was like. Should I just do them, show them a good time, or, you know, work on something for myself? And I kind of like the thrill of it. Like, for these ones, I, I don't like bringing prepared material in because I like to react. and. For which ones? Of, for, for these for showcases? When we, yeah, when we, do our, um, when we do our two-person thing. Right. Or are we doing that tonight? Are we, are we doing separate sets? Because I have a set prepared to do if we are. But yeah, I think we're doing a separate set. But I mean, okay. I don't mind doing both. I mean, I don't mind doing it okay. in well, tandem either. I do have uh, stuff I'm working on right now. So yeah, we can do that. Yeah. And, but oh, this would probably work as an off mic conversation. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm sure like all, all, all eight of our listeners are happy with all this inside baseball for maritime comedy. <laughs> yeah, they're, hey, what, is, what are these open mic retards talking about? Can't wait to get in a, a four-door car with five people. <laughs> Is that a lot? I don't know. There's only no. Actually, that uh, Brad's uh, vehicle is pretty spacious. So I is don't it? think we're gonna have too much. What does he have? It's got a like an SUV, like a, a Kia. Oh, Kia. Oh, Kia. Uh, oh, Kia. Like, uh, although I, I think uh, the best placement of people is getting me and Chris Hovey to sit directly next to each other. One That'll be amazing. <laughs> and yeah. s- and the most hated person just on the other side of that, or in between us. Yeah. <laughs> Like the person we deem the worst in the vehicle, and I'm know, stand. I'm sitting right here in front of you, man. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously we're gonna put the immigrant in the fat guy sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it is a gonna, tandoori sandwich. I'm just gonna fucking start singing to you and telling you that uh, you, you are in my heart. <laughs> Please give me McRib m- m- sandwich. I feel like if it was a white guy, he'd just look like like l- dress like a hair metal guy and just sing White Snake at them. <laughs> Are you ready to rock? <laughs> Are you ready to stretch? <laughs> what? No. He's like, uh, instead of like a stage made out of like just fucking whatever, it's, on top of it, there's like a white Porsche that's just <laughs> crawling on. <laughs> Reach back and touch your legs. <laughs> Hold that warrior pose for 15 minutes. Please stop screaming. <laughs> Welcome to like uh, Lotus Power Yoga. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, he's a just what uh, a creep. Calls him up to the calls him up to his hotel room at night, and we're, he just gets him to watch Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we used to watch back in the day. He's like, yeah, I really do feel like Cobra. I feel like crime is a disease, and. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is the cure. <laughs> is that what his name was? Cobretti? Yeah, Co- Cobretti, yeah. He's, Cobretti, because uh, that's... Yeah. Have you never seen Cobra? I have seen Cobra. Yeah. 
remember a <laughs> shootout in a grocery store or yeah. something like that? Like yeah, the beginning. Store? Yeah, like, right um, just the, this guy wielding an axe comes in and like holds a grocery store hostage. Then you have all these uh, plain blue officers. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like, uh, off in the distance, jumping, like, off a hill for no reason, there's this classic car, <laughs> and out steps a fucking detective for no reason, just dressed in, like, leather and aviators. The classic de- the uniform of a police detective. <laughs> just Full chomp- leather and aviators. Chomping yeah. on a match. <laughs> he goes, oh, blow you <laughs> Okay, all right, you make sense. He fucking kills the guy and he comes out and the reporter gets in his face like, don't you think maybe you shouldn't just shoot people? And he's like, nope. He makes a good point. You've argued your point well. Cobretti, you're going back to the zombie squad. Yeah. Um. What else? Yeah, that's a. That was a strange one. I watched it. I was watching another documentary. Uh. This morning, over the last two days, I watched uh, this thing called um, College Behind Bars. It's a PBS documentary Okay. about this group of like prisoners. There's like, nothing funny about it, but... <laughs> just like child rapists learning to be lawyers? Like, well, they're just like... Their uh, they're all just murder. Some of them are just... Uh, we don't, they're in a mac- all you know is about them mostly is that they're in a maximum security prison uh getting a university education and it's uh i mean it's it's not really there's nothing really funny about but the fact yeah. that they get to i'm about to challenge my thesis on making toilet wine kind of <laughs> i mean they, they, you know some of like some of these guys are just you know these guys like grew up in brooklyn and then there are some of these scenes are fascinating because they're just in the middle of this classroom talking about the odyssey and odysseus and the the plight of uh, Othello, and they're like they're they're genuinely enjoying the material. And I was like, I know twenty year olds who literally they, they you you name Shakespeare and Hamlet, and who have the all of the opportunities, like you know they have the ability to like get anything, and they couldn't you know they couldn't even bring themselves to appreciate any of this stuff. And watching. You know, some sort of ha- like what you would think of as a hardened criminal being moved by the plight of Odysseus is—it's quite something, man. Yeah, like people can change, when, man, or at least like the then the education. Anyway, when I see Odysseus walking up to them sirens, <laughs> I think it's about time to show the motherfucking pimp pimp hand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't fall for that song, them motherfucking bitches, bros for life. Yo, the Odysseus really, really understands the plight of a of a journey. You know, it is what it, it is. What like he's like he says something like uh, the he, it's like it's all about returning home, and I too want to return home. That's like, damn, dude. If Odysseus a, made sense, to, if to a hardened criminal, like yeah, that, that's a, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's and the whole documentary is like a, they're like if I was Hamlet. Just, I'd tell my motherfucking uncle to get up off my hose, get back in my own corner. I own this corner. And a lot of it is just like it, it sounds. It sounds very like uh, that Dangerous Minds, like you know, like that Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer movie. But you're watching it like actually happen, where these people are, you know, these guys who have been in there for fucking twenty years. Some of them are twenty years, and just within six months, you know, they've got stacks of books in their cell all they've got is books 
and these books are just you know it's crazy they're reading dickens and all of this shit like that's like at any point does someone turn a chair around sit down on it and say let's rap <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> no, or it's not quite that is there at any point is someone playing a boombox loudly and the, then the instructor grabs it and like breaks it man there's one 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 of them they're, they're taking so this cop it's it's part of this program called by by uh, this university called the bard college i guess they're doing they're running this prison initiative and they're there's just the some of the subjects they're picking. One guy is just he's like, you know, this guy grew up in Brooklyn. He was in prison prison since he was seventeen, and now he's like something in his forties. And he's like, you know, the thing about the German language is that it's multi. He's learning German. He's learning That's German amazing. language, <laughs> and he's like, it's multi layered. So when you talk about enlightenment in English, it might mean it might mean you know the the understanding of the soul, but you hear in German with the Forty Years' War and World War One, it means a whole bunch of other things. And, like, <laughs> and then, and then, cut to another scene where there's just four like hardened Hispanic guys and and black guys learning Chinese, and they're like, and they're like learning full on Chinese. Not the, that's not the angle of racism. That is I'm not thinking the. You were gonna <laughs> <get> that <laughs> from. <laughs> But it's crazy. Like these guys are learning. They're learning Chinese. Like at the age of forty-five, in a they're learning a completely. They're learning a language. It's completely a- in prison. Has that uh, like has that shown any effect on like violence in prisons or? Yeah, the yeah. act of recidivism, you know, has gone down dramatically. It's got cut cuts it down to like, what is it, five percent? Damn. Yeah, the people who get less than 5%, I so, think. is So the, now it's rare when someone gets stabbed and when someone does, they're like, hey, two homie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's a fantastic documentary, man, because you think that, because like, these guys, what they do, but the whole idea is that they're getting, the idea is that what if we gave the lowest, <clears throat> uh, you know, the most disadvantaged a class or group of people. Oh, yeah, let's just say class of people in our society. The most privileged education. Like the education that's usually given to uh, Ivy League schools. Right. What would happen? And it made it and, and it's crazy, man. It's really crazy. You, 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 yeah, I guess you'd have to watch it to just see... What's it called the again? Effect. It's called College Behind Bars. Okay. <clears throat> They're just learning... Gene, gene sequencing, you know, upper level math. I, and I, I think it's a little dangerous to be teaching the Aryan Brotherhood how gene sequencing works. <laughs> no, but they don't, it's not that. None of these guys, yeah, you would this think. It's all that, useful for the cause. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's a big yeah. tattoo, like, big swastika tattoo on his bald head, just learning how, that, how to that, fucking genetically alter people. Well, that's eugenics. Yeah, that's eugenics. I think. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just the human genome project. <laughs> yeah. You see, what we've learned in school is to, you know, group all the. But no, it's a. It's a fascinating. It's fascinating, man, because you think that. That an education can't. I'm just fucking. <laughs> no, that just goes to like proving all that. Like education they're learning- is gated because people don't want everyone to be on the same level. Well, not. I mean, 
also that there's such a difference what's interesting is that there's such a difference in you would think that they would also approach things like the Orestian trilogy or Shakespeare or philosophy or a history book with the same kind of like attitude that people in the free world have <clears throat> which is what is this giving me how is this useful to me yeah for these guys and you know some of them like girls as well is they're truly in it just to learn do you think uh, part of that has to do with the fact that they are in a cage and they don't really have anything else in their life right now like it's either Work out, uh, fucking maintain dominance or, like, dedicate your life to something that might be interesting? Well, that's the idea. I mean, a lot of it has to do with, you know, they also... Well, that's the main thing about the... the, I mean, I guess the misconception that they deal with about prison is that their lives are sort of sedentary and they don't really do much. When it's sort of opposite, the opposite is the case where they're... Constantly dealing with interruptions, checks, and things like that. <clears throat> that makes it really hard to actually study properly, you know, and read. But mo- a lot of it comes from, I think, you know, they treat an education because they, it, or at least the, the the reason why they value it is because they they consider it in its original sense a way to save your life, you know. Okay. Uh, not in terms of like like uh, not the way that of, like an inmate might turn to like say Christianity or uh, Muslim Brotherhood or something like that like religion in general. Uh, yeah, possibly, possibly. I mean, they just f- f- they, they not in monetary terms because they they all they are left with is the contents. I think maybe at some level is the contents of their mind, right? And they have. And much of an education is sort of built on this idea that your mind is all you really have at the end of the day. And and your suffering or happiness depends entirely on what you pay attention to <clears throat> and how you pay attention or the quality of your attention. And, right. and I think they're sort of forced with the reality of that, I think, being in prison. And it's the truth. And somehow, I think in the free world, you forget that, you know, you're constantly distracted away from that harsh reality. Yeah. <clears throat> and they understand something that perhaps we don't, you know. And it's anyway, it's fascinating to watch. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to check that out. That sounds fucking great. Anyway. Um, well, this was a fun show. What are an R and seven? Uh, you want anything? Uh. Aside from tonight, uh, nothing coming up, no. Uh, December's actually... No, I uh, guess uh, we're doing like a like a show on the 5th or something like that, like on Thursday. Oh, right, yeah. But uh, I think that's more of a private function. But like, I'm, December's kind of dead for me, and and, and I'm kind of okay with that because I got to deal with the holidays. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with uh, not doing much of anything except stressing about money. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe cool with it is the wrong word to use, but uh, cool. Um I will be opening for Steph Tolev uh on the twelfth of December. Oh yeah, that's right. Chuckles, I think. Punchlights. So a uh, chuckles. Punchlights on Sydney Street, sorry. Uh so come on out. I think I'll be at the Friday show. 
Sir Travis, uh, Lindsay, Boys? and uh, Lindsay, yeah. Andrew Vaughn from Halifax are going to be on the show as well, I think. That's a good lineup. Yeah. And uh, so come on out uh, if you hear this. I turned into my NPR voice. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And you really are Robert Gross. Good <laughs> good night. <laughs>